Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Hey everyone, it's Kim. And before we get going this week, I just want to say that if you missed the virtual happy hour number two last night, I am so sad because it was way too much fun. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who showed up and shared in the fun. Oh my God, I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard. You'll be hearing clips from it in upcoming shows and we're probably doing it again. So stay tuned for details. Now, on to this week's show. If you go looking for adventure, you can usually find it. Sometimes you don't even need to look. You just have to be in the right place at the right time. And voila, you're in an adventure before you even realize you're in an adventure. We have three stories today about times when adventure comes calling. First, we have a story from my friend and storyteller extraordinaire, Janine Moss who shares a story about a ride on the Marrakesh Express. Then I share a story with my cousin Heather about our Aunt Katie and my good friend Eric, two people who are no longer with us but definitely understood the value of a good adventure, even if you have to create it yourself. Lastly, Janine is back with a story about ape-sitting. Yes, I said ape-sitting. She and her friend end up in charge of a baby given ape. And, well, you can imagine how well that goes. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? As always, today's episode includes swear words. Stay with us. Janine and her sister are traveling on the Marrakesh Express, which is an adventure in itself. When a group of gypsies get on the train, what happens next has left them laughing for years. To set the scene, my sister and I, I'm 17, she's 22, are in uh, Marrakesh, Morocco. Um, Cool. I worked from the time I was 15 to 17 as a waitress to save money to go to Europe. I dropped out of high school and now here I am. And she did too. She was with me, came along. And um, we had just gotten word that our sister had struck it rich. And oh. she's in Mijas uh, in Spain, and she wants us to come immediately home there to uh, take over her house and her car because she's flying back to America as a rich woman. Crazy. <laughs> so we go, cool. Let's catch the Marrakesh Express to Tangier. <laughs> of course. Awesome. Right? So, yes. I love this. So we go and buy the cheapest tickets because we've been living on $3 a day. <laughs> my dad promised me $3 a day if I could get myself there. So I'm okay. collecting. And um, now we buy the cheapest tickets. There's the train. We immediately sneak up into first class, hide up in first class. Train takes off, we're immediately caught, and we're brought back to the very end of the train, which is literally a cattle car with wood slats, wooden benches, no windows, just doors that open, and it's filled filled with people. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
Including you now right. and your sister. Which is a pretty big bummer for this us. Is a good, this is a time when it's really good to have sisters. <laughs> right. Every time this train pulls into a station, the one light bulb hanging by a wire from the ceiling goes out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, that's how you know you're at a station. Right. You go into so, the dark. So we're, we're clattering along mm. towards Tangier. All seems to be going well. We're alive in one piece. It's not great, but hey. <laughs> exactly. And it stops in the middle of a field. <laughs> and, oh, no. And the doors open, and a band of gypsies gets aboard. <laughs> How do you know? Do they say hi? Okay, so we're a band of here's how you know. There's like about fifteen of them. From they're from all ages. But uh-huh. the most notable thing about them is that they have about five hundred layers of clothes on. <laughs> you know, gypsies. You I never see gy- about gypsies. gypsies are not minimalists. Okay, I don't no, know. they are not. Okay, they, the gypsy I had an encounter with was not a minimalist. No, they're the opposite. Yes, of, they're carrying everything they own in the world on their person. <laughs> yes. Right. I understand so you are correct. So 15 gigantic gypsies get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> At which point my my sister and I are looking at them. We're going like, wow, where does the gypsy end and the clothes start? Right. Like, how big are right. these gypsies? <laughs> <laughs> And so we're clattering along and the gypsies are looking at us and we're looking at them. And my sister said, but there's one really big gypsy lady sitting right near us. And you're talking shawls and babushkas and, you know, bags and all that stuff. And colorful, fabulous looking. Very flowy, those gypsies. Right. Exactly. They look Mm -hmm. great. I love Mm -hmm. them. Anyway, my dad, my sister's sitting near a big one. (laughs) (laughs) And she says to this one, she mimes. Can I see the layers of clothing where you are? <laughs> right. And the gypsy's like, huh? <laughs> right. And, Weird. And impression. Diana takes off her earrings and she says, I'll give you these earrings. <laughs> oh, boy. If you let me find out where you start and the clothes ends. Now, right. she manages to communicate this with great difficulty because nobody's speaking the same language. But by now, the whole fucking car is looking at uh, the, right. that, my sister and right. the gypsy negotiating this deal. <laughs> The deal is consummated. Oh, no. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing. Okay. Little by little, the gypsy stands up and everyone's laughing their heads off. Right. Not the least of which is the gypsy who's right. scored. Right. She's got these j- earrings, right? Right. She starts peeling away layer upon layer of gypsy clothing. Oh, God. Clothing. Okay. And then what happened? It was about eight inches deep. No way. Swear to God, there was oh like God. eight inches of clothes on that gypsy. <laughs> And the rest of the story is we got to Tangier, we got back to to uh, Mijas, we took possession of the home and the car. Yes. Okay. And your sister w- did hit it rich? Yeah. Oh, well, well, my, my sister and her husband had been hiding out in Spain. He was a writer. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. <laughs> they had no money. Okay. Well, that's the best and, place to go And then. so they went to hide there yeah. and see yeah. what would happen. Makes sense. And while they're there, his book sells to the movies. Oh my! Hardback, paperback, and we go from paupers. Oh wow! To a mansion in Montecito. Nice. Yes. No shit. That was the most fun. (laughs) (laughs) But there were many, many awesome story. (laughs) Our aunt Katie was a fun lady. She had a fantastic sense of humor. She loved to laugh and have a good time. Sadly, we lost her to cancer when she was just 44. This story is about her and also my friend Eric, who loved to show up and make people smile just because he could. 
This story shows adventure can come calling at any time. Uh, that did remind me of a story, though, about Aunt Katie. I think it was Matt's graduation, and she was sick then. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't doing well. It wasn't probably too long before she died. Yeah. And uh, I had a really good friend back in the day who had a limo. Do you remember this? He had a really cool 65 Olds limo, and it was charcoal gray and black. The car was just, like, gorgeous. And this guy was a total character. His name was Eric, and he was one of my best friends. And he's not on the planet anymore, and I've got to tell some stories about him because he was really really a great guy. And he was, like, he was, like, theatrical. Mm -hmm. So he knew that, um, like, I was home for Matt's graduation or whatever, and he knew I was there. And his family lived in Winona, which is, like, 30 miles away or whatever, 50 miles away. And he shows up dressed like a freaking – he had the full, like, chauffeur outfit – and he shows up, and he knew about Katie and the whole situation, right? He shows mm-hmm. up and, like, shows up and, like, basically announces, like, I'm here to take Katie for a ride. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, I think I have to find the picture. I think I have a picture. It was your mom, I think Katie and Annie all got in the back of that limo, and he took them cruising around Stewartville and took them through Hardy's drive through <laughs> loved it they loved it yes yeah he was that kind of guy that he would just show up out of the blue when you didn't expect it and do something really like really far out like that you would never forget in your life you know (laughs) I've got pictures from that event we're all like you know cashed out it's hot here here he is in like the full tux he had the white gloves the spats on his shoes the hat the whole deal (laughs) <laughs> those ladies for a ride i was gonna say i bet they loved it because oh think, they did yeah because katie yeah. passed away that august of 91 see yeah because i've got a picture of all three of those women in the back seat of that car and they are like beaming and she is beaming <laughs> the biggest because what the fuck i mean That's you were awesome. like just in some small town in rural minnesota and some dude in a really great limo shows up to give you a ride <laughs> parties of all places oh yeah where else could you go but i mean he would do stuff like it. one time i like had a bad day at my job in the cities like i had just moved there and i was afraid to drive on the highways and i got all lost and he lived up there so mm-hmm. i called him and i'm like i can't do this i've just moved to the big city of minneapolis and i'm lost and frustrated so i call my friend with the limo eric what happens next find out after the break Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked, which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi.com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email here at gmail.com or call 323-488-3303. Thank you, and now back to the show. One time I like had a bad day at my job in the cities. Like I had just moved there and I was afraid to drive on the highways and I got all lost and he lived up there. 
So mm-hmm. I called him and I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> he shows up and he's like, just calm down. He's like, you don't have to be back. He's like, hop in the car. We'll just go cruise around. So we were cruising around. He used to keep a, and I was in the front for once because he used to make me sit in the back, like, you know, the passenger. Because, you know, hold, uphold the whole thing. Right. So, um, we were on Hennepin Avenue in downtown Minneapolis at a stoplight. And some people pulled up next to us. He p- rolls down my window, the passenger window, and opens the glove box. And he goes, here, ask them if they want this. It was a jar of gray Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. Janine is back with this final story about the time she agreed to ape-sit for her roommate's baby-given ape. Okay, so this story is about my experience being terrorized by a baby-given ape. But it's a happy story because I love the ape and the ape did love me. Okay. Yeah, um, I didn't started... have the same experience with a monkey, but as we all know. Okay. Um, when uh, I moved to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. after my sister got rich... And I found a beautiful three-bedroom uh, cottage on Butterfly Beach, just a few doors down from the Santa Barbara Biltmore. Lovely. I got two roommates, one of whom had a baby given ape. Oh, no. And he it wanted was... the house so that he could build a big cage for it outside in the backyard, and okay. he had a place to put his shit, but he was a super rich trust fund baby. Who had had, a, well, yeah. You know, he had an ape. Who I had mean, come on. Right. So that's all good. The ape was great. His name was Hanneman. And he was a sweet, sweet thing. We all loved him. We had lots of fun with him. Right, right. But he was a wild animal. Yeah, hello. So he (laughs) lived in our backyard in this beautiful, big, giant cage. And the time came when Julian had to be away for the weekend and Hanneman was going to stay there, which meant that myself and Leslie, our other roommate, were going to have to look after Hanneman. Ape sitting. Right. So I, uh, we both said, okay, well, I was going to LA. I said, hey, I'll do it on Saturday. You do it on Sunday. She said, cool. Okay. So came Saturday. Uh, he, you had to bring Hanuman in at night because he would whoop with the dawn. <laughs> well, you know, party ape. <laughs> and people didn't dig that. In no. The no, I can't ape imagine. whooping. Right, no. So I got to get Hanneman in on, on Saturday night. I, I opened the cage and I forget rule number 101 about wild animal handling. And? You don't ever grab them. You let them come to you. <laughs> oh, so no. I reach out to grab Hanneman just like he's a, a, um, a stuffed animal yeah, stuffed, or a cat or a dog or something right. like that. And Hanneman takes a big old hunk out of my arm. Oh, no. Right. Okay. It's not his fault. He's got to do what he's got to do. Right. But now everybody's scared to death. <laughs> Leslie is terrorized. Right. I go to L.A. Right. Next day, she's alone with the ape. She's got to take the ape in for the night. She's going to whoop it up in the morning. So she's terrified. Mm-hmm. She opens the cage. She now knows she's not supposed to grab Hanneman. Right, right. We learned that the hard way. She gets into the cage with Hanneman, and all of a sudden, he starts bouncing off of all the walls of the cage. Right. Gets behind her, gives her a big shove, runs out the door, and runs straight into her room. So she follows Hanneman into her, her room. Hanneman jumps on her bed, grabs her purse, Takes out her wallet, <laughs> opens her wallet, pulls out her driver's license, and starts eating it. Oh my god! I was like, got bus fare and went out the door. <laughs> no, worse, eating her fucking license, 
<laughs> What's the worst thing that can happen when you lose your license? Is a trip to the DMV, right? <laughs> right. And the monkey ate my license. I, okay. I see where you're going with this. Well, that was really the most fun part because after that, she stared, went screaming in terror out of the house (laughs) because she was totally out of of control and knew that Hanuman was smarter than she was and certainly smarter than any of us had ever anticipated. Are you smarter than a, what kind of monkey was it again? A baby given eight. She wasn't. No. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I just want to give a shout out there to the people who are supporting the show financially. This is an independent podcast and it takes a lot of work to bring it to you. We love doing it and we hugely appreciate your support. I want to say a huge thanks this week to Cindy, Spike, Eric, and Dave for their monthly support. You can do that too. It's easy. Just visit coffee.com and buy us a cookie or two. Or, even better, subscribe for monthly support. We appreciate you guys so much. That's coffee.com, spelled K-O-F-I.com. This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by Kim A. Floden, with editing help from Carrie Floden. Our storytellers this week were Janine Moss and myself, Kim A. Floden. Learn more about Janine in our show notes. She's really a far-out lady. And, of course, thanks again to our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. We're so grateful to the artist, Silent Partner, who creates our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, and our ad music, Blue Skies. We found them on YouTube's Creator Library. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then... Pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, how in the hell did I get here? So, um, oh, poor thing. So she ran out of store, called in reinforcements, and we all went in and we were able to get Hanneman. You know, Hanneman, you did take him in. It wasn't a big deal to have him in the house. Right. But if he was rampaging and eating everybody's license, that's another story. Yeah, right, Hanneman. Well, he had too much. He had too much. He, like, didn't trust you ladies.